Welcome to Casting Nets Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Harley. I am here with Pastor Dave Rudat, uh, one of the the good cohort in crime that I have here to to help with this podcast. We are on number three in a in a podcast marathon. You probably won't hear this one until about three weeks later, um, as it it finds itself into the hopper. Um, but it probably will place itself really close, if not right on time, for most of the graduations, if not uh, after the fact of many of the graduations that that you're going to be experiencing and hearing about throughout our community and throughout our country. And so I thought it would be a great idea, and this is my topic, so so I'm not going to uh, um, um, have Dave take the, the fall for this one. Um, I wanted to talk about commencement speeches and and really kind of the uselessness of them. Um, I'm just going to let it be known right now how um, I feel about these commencement speeches, um, that the majority of commencement speeches are fluffy words that mean absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of how we conduct our life. And because this show uh, deals with living faith and, and living out our Christian callings in the world, um, I'm going to highlight that most of them, if not all of them, are empty and meaningless because they lack one very core element, of which we will talk about later on in the show. But before we do that, uh, the, the disclaimer, I get to do it today. The disclaimer is very simple. Um, you have two pastors who are quite literally rambling on about their thoughts that rattle through their heads. If you don't like what we say, um, big boy pants time, turn us off. And... Um, and you can go to a different podcast, but come back and, and listen to what we have to say and have your opinions and share them. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we lift high the, the confessions of our church bodies. We also uh, lift high the cross of Christ and the scriptures, uh, but our opinions are not always reflected by the synod in which we are a part and the calling church bodies of which we serve. And so uh, don't blame them for our ideas. Um, just blame us and, and really blame Dave because <laughs> he's the more mature Christian and he should know better. So without further ado, without further ado, we will jump on in to our topic at hand. You know, well, you didn't make me feel like I was going to change the world and that uh, the whole world has been waiting for me. I don't know if I can handle this, this commencement speech, because you haven't addressed my ego and, it, and, and treated me like I'm, 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 I'm the most important thing that happened in the world. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's all right, Dave. You are the most important thing in this world to at least somebody. <laughs> at least somebody. Not, not me, but to somebody. Oh <laughs> <laughs> there is a person out there. Who uh, who once gave everything for you, and I can't remember his name. Um, maybe you could help me. Um, who was that one person who gave everything for you and and made sure that you were the most important thing in in his life? Man, you Man, know, maybe oh we'll boy. think about that sometime uh, through did, the show. I mean, did he Biden. Leave like a no this, did he Fauci. This, Fauci? No, no, <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. No, you, you, no, 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 not Trump. Not Trump. No. No. Somebody who would like led such a virtuous life that no one could uh, accuse him of the anything Pope. wrong. Oh, no, 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 not, no, not the Pope. <laughs> We're <Yeah>. going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Although I was like, when I was a, a high schooler, there's a, a a Catholic kid who was doing the dishes, and he said, "There's only two people in the world who don't sin, and that's you and the Pope." And I had to say, uh, "You're wrong on both counts." Yeah, yeah, the the guy we're in and, and dear listener, in case you haven't haven't caught on, um we've had a lot of coffee. And uh the guy we're talking about is Jesus. Um Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus. Um and and if you notice, the the reason why we probably wanted to start the show that way is is the simple fact that when you start hearing commencement speeches throughout um your or opportunity to hear commencement speeches, you're gonna probably find that there's a lot of speeches that lack Jesus. 
um, a lot of speeches that lack um, what it is that that God gives to us in Christ and what he preserves for us and promises for us in Christ. And instead, you're going to get a lot of fluff. You're going to get a lot of um, the feel-good messages, a lot of um, people who who think uh, um, that they're they're instilling some words of fine wisdom onto you. And, and really all it is is just dribble, just unadulterated dribble. Um, <clears throat> so you, you had done some research on this. I had sent over some things, uh, some commencement speeches that, that we could probably look at. Um, you had one from Sawyer, right? No. Uh, a speech to look at, the talk about? Uh, uh, Senator Ben Sasse. From Sasse, Nebraska. that's what it is, Sasse. You had one from Sase. I had two that I came up with. One was was had to be one of the shortest commencement speeches I ever heard, which was from um, our president, uh, Joe Biden. And then also from, um, I don't know, what is it, what would you call him as his title? I would just say Fauci, but I'm Everybody sure he has a title. Everybody knows what it means when you say Fauci. Everybody. Probably a doctor. Yes. Doctor. He is a doctor. Doctor, doctor, and... and um, he's you know some chairman king. of some sort of task force. Yeah, is, is he like the COVID czar? I like COVID czar. COVID czar, very good. I was going to say medical medical emperor, but <laughs> COVID czar. COVID czar is is good. Um, so we have a we have a commencement speech from him that we looked at from YouTube, and of course, um, um President Biden's commencement speech uh to the National Guard, and then um. Sase is, and who was he talking he, to? He's a, a senator from Nebraska, and he's talking to his high school. And he had a, it was actually from last year. But if you Google worst GOP commencement speech, you'll be able to watch it. All right. So, um, so, so, okay. So when we talk about these, these um, commencement speeches, there is a, um, probably a secular model that every commencement speech follows. And and uh, Dave did the legwork, and I, I praise him for that because I didn't. I was just upset about the speeches that I heard, and I thought, I'll talk about it. Um, <clears throat> that's usually how I do things. Um, things upset me, and I become very emotionally involved, and that's false. I'm not emotional at all. I just have opinions. Um, but he, he looked at... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm he, not delusional. I just <laughs> and I'm humble I, I too. Just, I just believe in space unicorns. Exactly, and I'm humble, <laughs> very humble. Um, but as as he looked up, what is the uh, the worst commencement speeches? Um, what they all have in common, and he he did some really good legwork and and stole someone else's material. Yeah, it's from LinkedIn. I think it was. It was right. actually this person who was writing this article was uh, preparing to do a college course on commencement speeches and so her uh design was what are the five things that make six the, six things yeah that make it the word what is she, what's the title of the article what's her uh, name he's got Elena the article i can't i can't pronounce that last name oh that's a nice name it is elena optowitzer see he can't even pronounce it what either the so. worst uh, commencement speeches have in common she has yeah. six things yeah and so um here are the six things um and and so uh, number 1 i am definitely not this so i'm on my way to success uh lacking humor so so worst commencement speeches lack humor but if you've ever sat in the congregation uh, when i preach you can tell that i always am funny um, sometimes it's just looks and sometimes it's, it's actual words. So, um, so I'm, I'm on my way, uh, being self-centered. I am never self-centered. I, I, I am the, the most non-self-centered person there is. I'm just, a, you're just the most interesting person there is. I'm, and you want to exactly. let people know just how interesting you are. If there is another person as interesting as me, I would talk about them. Well, there is, and you do. Well, that's Jesus after I talk about myself. <laughs> The sarcasm is heavy in the podcast today. If you have not figured that out today, this will be good. Keep going. So, so uh, being self-centered is is a taboo. Um, for basically, getting- yeah. What does it mean by being self-centered? Like you have to talk about yourself, but if, if like uh, at the expense of everybody else, isn't it? It's just like yeah. you're just there to talk about who you are. Like a commencement speech might have some value. Some might say. 
if you talk about your journey, you, know, you talk about your struggles, and, and now here you are, your success. Um, again, uh, go back to Will's uh, opening statement of it's hollow. It doesn't have what you actually need to be a successful person um, because it doesn't have Jesus. So, so and, and just to highlight, she does a very wonderful job of saying that, that it is not self-centered speech to be self-deprecating. So, so if you make fun of yourself, which I do all the time, I'm okay. And also, if you tell stories about your own failures, which leads me to Jesus. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm not self-centered at all. I'm I'm falling right within the requirements. Right. All for of a, these colleges should be. This is the, another word. I you're should saying, teach this, this is class. A, <laughs> you should teach that class. <laughs> you should put your resume. This is your resume. This podcast is Will Harley's resume. I will come to your college and speak. I am a motivational a speaker. speaker. <laughs> Make fun of yourself. Talk about your own failures and highlight Jesus. What more do you need? Um, okay, so then, then she says for her her her. Uh, her point three is forgetting the graduates. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know they were in the room. So, so yes. Uh, so she says, yeah. If you if you forget that um, you're speaking to other people, then you probably have a problem. Um, and and that would go back to number two that you're very self centered. Um, and and here it is. And and I I don't know if I agree with this one or not. And because if you're really good at speaking a foreign language, then use it, man. Um, as long as you can have the Holy Spirit translate. I mean, that way. Sorry. Sarcasm. Sarcasm again. Um, but no, it's uh, speaking a foreign language. So if you or, or your speaker have, have been invited to deliver a commencement speech in another country, you must deliver remarks in the language of that country. Um, so today, you know, if, if, if you are speaking to people who are, I don't know, American... And they speak English, speak English. Um, that I think that's kind of what she's saying there. Um, unless you have another, I, I take have nothing on else. It. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then and and see now this is this is one that's going to raise some people's hackles on the, in the hairs on the back of their neck, and they're going to get upset. Um, getting partisan. So no matter how left leaning or right leaning a campus may have a reputation for being, it is foolish to imagine that you. Uh, or your speaker can deliver a partisan message without alienating or downright angering a significant significant portion of the graduating class or their parents. Um, so essentially, she's saying, you know, don't do this. Um, don't don't show your your hands and say where uh, what, which way you're leaning and which way you want them to to be going and and not going. So don't get into politics. How about that? Don't don't be political. That's my take from number five. <clears throat> and then, um, and this is probably a really good highlight, you know, because we live. And Will, if you go and pre speak at some college, you will not talk about politics. Absolutely not. I believe there's only one one amazing government, and that is uh, a theocracy ruled by Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened, and not God's promise that it's going to happen. I didn't say it did happen. I'm just saying that's the best form of government, um, Christ ruling. Well, I, I shouldn't say it never happened. It did happen. It did. Right. And uh, they hated it. <laughs> right. During the time of the judges. Because it, it was right. Theoretically. Theoretically, it was a theocracy during the time of the judges. Yeah, it was, and and they didn't, and and I mean, we can it. discuss it. No one liked it. Yeah. Um, because they couldn't do anything right. they wanted to do. And God doesn't promise that He's going to bring a theocracy either. No, and and so I'm very happy with the 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 elections that we have and the and the system of government that we have. It's a rich blessing. Um, I'm not anti-government. I I very much like government. I think they're they're fabulous. Um, it's nice for order. It is it's, very nice for order. And it keeps things peaceful <clears throat> so that the gospel can spread. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but don't talk about it at your graduation, um, sure. unless it's and like, Will wouldn't talk about it. I, I wouldn't. I know nothing about government, so why would I talk about it? Um, and number six is, and and like I said, the, the most important thing for for a really good roundabout uh, commencement speech is the don't forget the people who are paying for your education, your parents. Uh, and so, so yeah, don't forget the parents. Um, yes, it's a celebration of finishing your studies, but you have no money because you're a student and your parents do and they paid for your studies. 
So maybe take the opportunity to say thank you to them. And the parents are the ones that have the money for all the endowment funds for whatever organization that you're speaking at, right? Bingo. Absolutely. So um, so now we have, uh, in, in the first 14 minutes of our show, uh, we have, <laughs> we've gone through and we've said, okay, so here's our, here's, here's our list of what makes a really good commencement speech to not do those things you'll have a good commencement speech yeah i don't think we have anything to add to that other than what you've already said is jesus jesus is what's going to make a commencement speech better well and the best and and you know i want to come back to talking about that but i just want to make a mention that that the reason for it is is because well okay maybe i do want to talk about it a little bit what is the point of a commencement speech okay so we're going to talk we're going to we're going to highlight a couple of them that we have that we're that we're going to see, but what is the essentially what is the point of a commencement speech? Oh, you're asking me. I am uh, asking you. I what have is no the point? idea. Um, I think sometimes it's for the school to promote the school, so they can bring in this big name person to ever talk uh, to them, so that it put, pats the schools on the back. Some uh, on the back. Uh, you can think of it maybe perhaps for the students, where the school is trying to inspire the students in some sort of way uh, to make it a. An event so that people will actually go to it or something like that. Uh, I that's the same question I really had. Why do we have commencement speeches? Because it really it does kind of turn into a show or a comedy routine. Like how can you be funny? I know we talked about uh, don't be funny, but I think a lot of people commencement speakers try to be funny, and everyone kind of laughs. Kind of you know, oh, this is the time to laugh because otherwise, if you don't laugh, if you don't have any jokes, uh, why am I listening to you? That kind of thing. So I, I, I don't but have it does an answer. say, I mean, that's number one. You should have at least some jokes. Some jokes. It's got to be. But uh, otherwise, people aren't going to listen because, well, there's no Jesus. So why do you want to listen to it anyway? So that's my that's my answer. Well, a non-answer. Yeah, it is a non-answer. But I, but I think you've hit the nail on the head in the sense that I think we've lost what a commencement speech should have been. And, and I think the reality of the commencement speech was... And you maybe sort of approached it. Its original intent was to to be the final words of the school to motivate these kids to to be something in the world, and then that would reflect back on the school itself. Um, you know, they made a success of themselves, and where did they go to school? This is where they went to school. That kind of idea. Um, but what what I've seen, and and this is one of those things, is is every one of these commencement speeches are are centered on just nothing. Um, I mean, okay, so you, you, you go and you give them some fluff and say, do, 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 which they will never be able to accomplish ever, 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 ever. Well, you can accomplish it if the goal is be true to yourself and listen to your inner voice. Uh, then you can accomplish that because our sinful nature, that's exactly what our sinful nature wants, is don't listen to anybody else anymore. You've got all the information you possibly could want. You don't need to learn anymore. You've got it all. The world needs to listen to you now. You have to teach the world. Uh, of course, our sinful nature is going to love that. Well, it is going to love that. But So so the, I went and found a, um, a website where it says the most, the most encouraging lines of commencement speeches for for 2021 thus far most encouraging lines and here is here is a line i'm going to read it to you and tell me tell me what's encouraging about this line okay um it says speak your truth live your purpose walk in grace inspire with your legacy that was that was marie taylor by the way um, speak your truth speak your truth live your purpose walk in grace live. inspire with your legacy yeah it's all about you yeah, what's inspiring about that? What if you don't have a legacy? What if your legacy is crud? Like literally, you just you do you make every bad choice in your life and and your legacy is nothing because bad choices. Let me let me talk about a profession that I really admire and that is uh the garbage collectors. How many uh, monuments do we have to the legacy of? I I, I appreciate them because we they, have many monuments to the legacy of garbage, garbage collectors. collectors. <laughs> In fact, many cities they 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 reserve oh, large swaths of land. <laughs> All right, so you're talking about politicians, Will, and 
I'm talking about the real garbage collectors. These guys that uh, go around and, I mean, they give their knees, they give their bodies. So, I mean, at least the ones that used to actually pick up your garbage cans and put them in there. Now they've got all the equipment and all of that. But uh, how many famous garbage collectors do we have in the United States? But yet their job is important because uh, then our, our places would look terrible. Uh, we would not be responsible with the materials that God has given to us as far as taking them to, re- to recycling. So I guess that was my, my reaction of a, a person's legacy, quote unquote, I got the air quotes going on, is, uh, is something that is so subjective and really is not beneficial for our society. Well, and okay, so I'm going to I'm going to make a plug here for someone else's material, and so bear with me. Um, Doctor uh, Michael Berg, who is a professor at um, Wisconsin Lutheran College, he wrote a fab, and I'm I'm just started reading it, but it's so far fabulous. Uh, he wrote a book um, called Vocation: The Setting for Human Flourishing. All right, so here's my plug for the book. It's it's printed by 1517 Publishing. You can get it on their website. You can get it on Amazon. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous book where it highlights vocation as the legacy, essentially, where, where your greatest, where God works in the world, he of course works through the means of grace, but where he impacts other people is through the vocational callings that people have in their everyday dealings with other people. And, and, and I look at these commencement speeches and, and like I said, that was just that one line for Marie Taylor and I didn't hear her whole entire speech and I frankly don't care. Um, but, but that one line, like you said, was so focused on me. Well, in this case, you, right? Focus on yourself, focus on yourself, do, do what's best for you, live your truth, um, find your, your purpose, your meaning, your legacy, so anti-vocational, so anti-beneficial um, um, for other people that it is dribble. It is quite literally you're sending, the last words you're sending these these students out with is think only of yourself and everyone else can, can quite literally take the short bus. Right. And the only redeeming thing where she talks about grace, but she doesn't talk about grace as in biblical grace, but forgive yourself, basically, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. Give yourself a, a second chance. Don't be so hard on yourself uh, because the world really needs to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> really, really needs to experience. Love yourself you even though you don't really deserve to be loved. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and, and walk in that. I'm good person because I'm living my truth in this world. Nobody else can make any mistakes, but you can make tons of mistakes. Is basically what she's saying. Is that what? Yeah, I, I, I to me it was to me it was, um, and this is supposed to be one of the most impactful lines of of a speech. The other one that that came from that, and I, I I'm sorry I didn't write it down, but there was another one that 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 came from that where where <clears throat> and the and this isn't the the speeches that we want to talk about, which is Fauci and and President Biden. But and and sassy. sassy, but but there was another one in there where it said it highlighted um, the deep ties that bind us, and, and that was another gripping line that in in one of these speeches, and I don't remember who said it, and I could probably track it down, but it's the deep ties that bind us, as if as if the school itself offer these deep ties that keep you. I'll be honest with you, I graduated from Concordia University in Mequon. That was where my college education came from. You know what? I have zero ties to it. I don't care who else was graduated from there. My wife graduated from there, by the way. She doesn't care either. Never went to a class reunion. Never. Doesn't matter. They send me things all the time. Will you give us money? I'm a pastor. I don't have any money, um, especially to give away. Um, now, do I'll, I'll, now I step back just briefly and say that I also graduated from another institution, um, where where I do believe I do have ties, but those deep ties aren't to the institution. Those deep ties are are what came uh, through what is preached and given in that institution. And I'm talking about the seminary um, that that I do have deep ties there, and I have ties to the brotherhood that is there because we have something else in common that isn't just the seminary. Um, we have we have the word of truth. Uh, we have the deep ties that bind us in the very blood and body of Christ. Um, we have the deep ties that bind us in the ministry of that word and the vocational callings um, to preach and share that word, not only with the the people who call us, but with the families in which we've been given. So so I have a, I, I, I say those are deep ties because they they transcend this moment in time. 
So what you're, you're, if I understand you correctly, you're saying that there's nothing wrong with having a shared experience because after all, that's what happens in a church. We have a shared experience. We go through our highs together. We go through our lows together. Somebody is hurting. We help them out. We encourage them. If somebody is, uh, if one part of the body uh, does well, the whole body rejoices. So the idea of having a shared experience be something that uh, binds us together is a biblical one, but it doesn't happen and it doesn't exist in a school because it doesn't have the Word of God. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I would even go a little bit beyond that, that a shared experience doesn't bind. A shared experience just gives you, gives you, um, um, a shared experience, what a shared experience does is it, it gives you unity, but Very, it, do, it okay. doesn't bind you. Right, the Word of God would be the thing that binds you, right? Yes. But the shared experience is how that, that unity is expressed. Exactly. And I would say, so So yes, having a shared experience is, okay, so we, we can all say that we were, uni, we were unified in this idea of we went to the school. Okay, but that doesn't tie us together because you leave the school and, and I'm no longer a part of it. You're no longer a part of it. Um, the, 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 the ties that bind have to go beyond those things and, and they don't give you anything that really has any meaning that offers those ties on um, that transcends this moment in time in this shared space. Um, it, it's like saying, it, it's like saying, so somebody who is, is a member of the congregation. Okay. Someone who's a member of the congregation, they come to church, they worship, um, they are a part of the worship for, for months and months and months and months and months. Um, they have that, that shared experience, right? They stop coming to worship but completely. I'm not, not saying that they transfer to another church. They just stop coming to worship. Are they still, are they still bound to us? Probably not. I mean, you'd have to, there's a lot of more, more steps involved in, in reaching out to that. But the, the, the question is that, that if, they, if they disavow Christ, if they reject Christ, they're no longer bound to us, even though they had that shared experience. Because the binding takes place in, in, in a much deeper fashion. In our case, it would be with the Spirit. What's the deeper fashion that is binding these people with the school? Nothing. We had a shared experience. We all got drunk on Saturdays. Okay. Woo. Or we all had the same teacher who had uh, uh, impossible standards. or Exactly. Or we all had the same memories of this uh, sporting event or that, going to the state championship and something. Exactly. But that doesn't bind you. I mean, you, you very, soo- very soon forget those things and move on with life. So, so like I said, I, I, I wonder if these commencement speeches are, are really doing the thing that they are intended to do, which is to give hope, comfort, and, 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 and guidance as these kids are going out into the world. But that brings us to, to the, the speeches that we have to talk about. And, and the ones that, that we kind of placed before us were, were these three speeches. And um, out of all of them, I would have to say President Biden's was not the worst. I didn't think that it said much. I, I, I didn't think that it really offered much, but it wasn't the worst. Um, yeah, I would say that Biden's speech was very bland. There wasn't much life to it. I mean, right. he was trying to encourage them, but um, if if you're looking for a speech that is supposed to inspire confidence in, in what's going ahead, then this is a subjective opinion where it, it didn't quite have... I mean, he had, he mentioned the, it was a, I'm sorry, we should preface this by saying Biden was speaking before the Coast Guard. It was a Coast Guard Academy's uh, graduation. And he mentions a lot of the things that culturally the Coast Guard associates with, with the, the wind, the stormy seas and being uh, calm and consistent and, and rescue and being prepared to, to save people who are out there. So he has all of that language in there. It just, to me, it seemed like it was, it was bland, but necessary, but again, I'm not looking to be inspired by a commencement speech by anybody. It doesn't matter who's the president. Right. But, I, but you know, I, I think that, and, and so if we're going to use this guideline on his speech, okay, so let's just use it. It lacked humor. Right. He, he, it wasn't I funny. I, did, did he have any kind of joke in there? No. no it, it, there was no fun. He would probably have forgotten the punchline. Uh, that's not being kind. <laughs> that was not being kind. I apologize. I forgive you. Well, let's keep going. Um, it, it, and and I, I he didn't talk about himself at all. So I mean, there wasn't a. I I would say that there's that not a problem. He very much mentioned uh, the graduates very very well. Um, <clears throat> didn't have any foreign language in there, so didn't have to worry about that. Um, I would say number five, he got partisan. 
uh, and and that was something that I noticed, but I kind of expected that because you know it was it was a president speaking. Um, he did get partisan. He you know, um, so there's there are some questions there. Um, you know, he highlighted he highlighted the um the truths that are are, are a very fabric of our nation. Um, I I kind of I guess in my own mind he he noticed those as ideals and and um. <clears throat> He well, he said we're founded on an idea, and and I and I would say well if they're con- if they're the Constitution doesn't frame them as an idea they they frame them as a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, these truths are self evident. Um, so it's not really the ideal, it's not really the idea that maybe they are, but it's the truth that they are, and that's just a quibbling of my of words. Um, but but really, um, other than the whole diversity speech. Um, that that was involved in it, an equity walk that was involved in it, um, which which really shows the the partisan nature. Um, it wasn't horrible, like I said, but it, like you also said, it wasn't impactful. I didn't leave going, man. I feel inspired today. I'm I'm you know, this is going to lead me for the rest of my life in this in this calling to live a certain way. It it didn't it didn't leave me with that. Mm-hmm. It didn't leave me with that. Uh, any other thoughts on on that particular? Nope. Let's move speech. on to the next one. All right. What, which one do you want to do? We can do Fauci. Well, we can do. Well, if we're going to talk about uh, on one side, let's talk about the other side. So, let's do it. Uh, ben Sasse's uh, speech. And you had mentioned before you didn't get a chance to listen to it, and so I get a chance to talk about it. Um, so, Will, you got me started on this. So I was like, well, if you're going to talk about he gave me the Biden one. I'm like, well, let's. That, that's how I googled worst GOP uh, commencement speeches because I figured if one side gets it wrong, what are the odds that the other side also gets it wrong? And he gave a speech last year was during the commencement uh, during the COVID and uh, um, quarantine, so he was speaking online. So he had this. It wasn't. I'm not sure if it was live or not, but it was virtual. It was. He wasn't doing it in person. Uh, he tried to be funny. Um, but it didn't work. Uh, it, like are, just there, a bad joke? Yeah, he had jokes about, um, uh, he made fun of uh, gym teachers. Like, it was like, he, 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 he tried to be self-deprecating, saying, well, my, da- my dad was a gym teacher. Uh, and he said some sort of reference of, what are you aspiring to be? Don't, don't aspire to be a gym teacher. And, but then he, he covered himself by saying, well, my dad was a gym teacher, da, da, da. And it just, it didn't land uh, very well. Uh, he made fun of someone named, uh, uh, anybody named Jeremy. Um, and uh, he made, so, and he made, uh, cr- tried to make cracks every once in a while on China or on the virus or on COVID or, you know, wearing, wearing sweatpants uh, during a, a graduation. And it, they just did not land. Uh, so, that's the difficulty of, of being trying to be a commencement speaker and trying to be funny in front of people you don't really know. Uh, and he's doing it to ki- uh, kids he doesn't really know. And they didn't land. In fact, a, uh, as Will and I know, if you're using sarcasm, a lot of times they don't land because people don't know whether to take you seriously or not. And they got to know you. And, and really, you know, for, for sarcasm to work in the way, in the framework in which it was intended, they have to know you. I mean, you really have to have a relationship with somebody for them to be able to understand that's just who they are, and that's just them being sarcastic. They don't mean that literally. And and so uh, he also it was the, some of the humor was self deprecating humor. So he, he did uh, uh, cross that box. Uh, he didn't really talk about himself very much as far as uh, what did he learn or his struggles throughout the life. He did make it about the graduates. Uh, and talk about their life and how they're going to be so much better because they went through the coronavirus and uh, the pandemic and being isolated. But he was extremely partisan. Uh, Lots of cracks about China. This is where the virus is coming from. Uh, A lot of his uh, graduation really was a stump speech for... for, It just looked like it was cut and pasted off of a, a, a stump speech that he gave about the other side. So it was extremely partisan, so it would would have ups, upset somebody from in that audience. So in that way that he failed, um, I'm not sure if he brought up the parents or not, oh, but he did speak in English. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. 
Well, there you go. And I think this is one of the things that we have to really be careful of in our in our own day and age. And and I would even say that that we have to be careful of it as 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 preachers because <clears throat> whether we like it or not, we we have a leaning. We lean one way or politically one way or another. We lean societally one way or another. And it can be very very tough for us to be um not I don't want to use the word partisan because that's the very governmental, but, but it's, it's, it's <clears throat> bias. How about that? It's yeah. very hard for us not to be biased towards one, one thing or, or, the, or the other. And, and really the only thing that we should be biased about is the proclamation of the scriptures and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. The, there's, there should be zero doubt as to that is going to be heard um, from, from whatever we are going to speak. And, and really this is one of those things where, where I would, I would encourage every believer to expect that. You know, and and if you're going to a um, okay, so you're a believer and you're going to a secular school, um, because this is where they train <clears throat> for the specific vocational calling that you want to get into. Okay, I, I understand that, um, and you're going to have to take into account that you're going to have to hear some things that are not going to help you in the long run, um, and, and and so I'm sorry about that. But as you had said, there, there, there are times in, in life where we have those commencement speeches where we come from, from areas where you would expect to hear God's grace, and you did, and, and, it, and it did last. Uh, maybe, maybe now is a good time before we get to the other one <clears throat> to share maybe a good speech that you heard. Um, my, uh, I remember this is way back uh, for my cousin's graduation. He was graduating from Wisconsin Lutheran High School, which is in Milwaukee. And they had the valedictorian did their commencement speech. And he talked about, you know, go out into the world and make a difference. But then he uh, used a, uh, a visual aid. And he uh, he was kind of a sciencey guy. And he said, here, I have on here, I have counted on this tray 100 grains of sand. And he said, this is your life, you know, graduates. This is your life here, all of the impact that you're going to have, all of the focus that you seem to have doing. And then he took this huge bag of sand and put it right next to it and said, this is eternity. This is what you're going towards. So don't don't look too highly on these 100 years that you're here, but look forward to the heaven that you're looking, that uh, is, that awaits you. That's what's important. Uh, that's what you're striving towards, not to make a legacy or not to make an impact on the world or change the world, but uh, be God's land. I'm not sure exactly what he said, but just the sense that I remember is you're you're going to be lights in this world, but you're headed toward another one. You're headed toward heaven. You're headed to the new heaven and the new earth. That's what's important. Yeah, and I think that's that that would be a lasting. I, I can't say in my, and I, I'm sure the one from um, seminary, the commencement speech there was wonderful, but my nerves were shot at that point, and so I, I can't remember it. And I and I tell you, the one that I had from Concordia when I graduated from my undergrad, they were more secular than anything um, at that point, and I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I The same way, I don't remember my own graduation speech or my own call day sermon right i don't remember any one of those but every year i do listen to them because they are to me they're shot in the arm because they remind me this is why i'm here to be a pastor and those sermons are usually so filled with optimism and also filled with jesus like you're going out into this world a lot of times even the one uh, yesterday uh um, well yesterday for me but yeah uh, if you google and go on live stream and look for the wls seminary call day services just fast forward to the sermon part and listen to that because it was awesome because he, he he talked he did bring up parents which was right. nice like you you're you brought your child and you baptized your child and what's going on here at the seminary is just a continuation of that and but your child is going out into the world that's not going to appreciate them very much and here this is here let me equip them with jesus and uh, let them Think of their their end goal, their the finish the finish line where the the those who have gone before them, whether that be Jesus, most importantly, but the other uh, believers in Christ are cheering them on so that they would do their work to bring the gospel to the world so that more people can enjoy heaven. 
Right. And, and and that's what I think the you know, and, and that was a fabulous that that was a fabulous sermon um that was was said. Um but the point I think is is notice the difference though is is the focus is not on self. The focus is on someone else, the one who who really makes it work. Um, and, and I, I guess I come back down to it. And, and when I listen to these commencement speeches, some of them have really good sayings and little, little good slogans, a good tagline. And, uh, oh, I'll take that one because you can use that in a sermon somewhere. Wear, wear sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that one from 90, that's from the 90s? That uh, was made into a song. Everyone's free to wear sunscreen. I don't remember that one. I remember the, I remember the one about the, the that fish. That me, by the way. I remember the one about the fish. Um, where, and I can't remember who even said it, but there was one about the fish where, where, um, a young fish wanted to, to what's up there? What's out, what's out of there? And the older fish, you don't want to know what's out there. And the young fish, no, I want to go out there. I want to see what's out there. There's got to be a better life out there. I wonder what it's going to be like. And, uh, and the older fish says, well, you know, when there's a hook down there, I would avoid it. But, <laughs> and, and the little fish, he goes, he goes, oh, I want to see what it's like. So hook comes down, he grabs the hook, comes out, gets out in the, and he gets out on the bank and he's, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't. This is horrible. <laughs> they measure him. He gets thrown back. Little fish comes back. And the guy's like, so how was it out there? <laughs> you know, the, the, and I remember that because it was the idea of, of, you know, how the adults have said to, you know, enjoy this time now because the world is huge and, and you, you're not going to like it the way that you think you're going to like it. And, and so I remember that message. And I, I could see how you would say, I could use that for a sermon, and then you'd remember it. Yep. Yeah, and so so I did remember some of those. But but I think what, it, what I, and it comes back down to it, you know, so many of them have been empty to the point where, where it's like, I, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the takeaway. Um, and that brings me probably to the one that I disliked the most this year thus far. And and that's because I did not, I, I didn't get the takeaway at all. I, I just, and that was Dr. Fauci's. Um, he was speaking to Vanderbilt yeah, University. Yeah, Vanderbilt University. And, I, okay, so I'm going to preface this. I can't stand him talking anyway. He's probably a very nice guy. I just, I, I his voice irritates me. Um, that's my problem. Not his problem. I understand that. I made it through the eighteen minutes of his of of his commencement speech. Um, it wasn't funny. It it wasn't. No, there was zero humor in it. Um, I think he attempted to try to be humorous, but I couldn't tell. Um, so so there was no humor. Um, there was. Let me see. What's the next one on our list? Um, Self centered. Um. He was not self-centered in the sense of being self-depreciating or or um or, or the idea of saying, okay, I struggled with this, I failed in it, and and you know, using it as a gimmick. He was just self-centered, I think. Talking about yeah, talking about COVID and the pandemic and, and how much new he, normal and right, then how much he had invested into it and worked with it and and had off and given these suggestions for it. Um, so I, I found that one. I mean, so I think he failed on that score. Um, I felt he forgot the graduates. I think there were times where he tried to to reach out and say, well, we need your open-mindedness and we need your, um, uh, what were the words that he, I, I wrote them down. Um, yeah, he did kind of make it about the graduates, and but it was, I, I it was more about we need you need to be the leaders in the community because us old people haven't got it figured out. There are still people who don't understand things my way. Kind of that was the tone that I got from it. I'm not sure that's what he said, but just that there are people out there that doesn't think that this pandemic is as serious as it is as it, right. as it should be, and you guys can go out there and do that. So I would say in that sense, it was about the graduates. Uh, well, and, and and this is the part that I picked up that was really about the graduates, and I chuckled. So maybe this was a joke. I don't know. I, it made me chuckle. He said, um, being quiet and, and, and being quiet and leading by example. I thought that was funny because that's completely opposite <laughs> of what it seemed he was calling people to do. <laughs> But but no, that's like I said, that's just me. Um, but but yeah, so so maybe okay. I'll give you he did he did reference the graduates. 
Um, he did not reference their parents. And so that, that was not a part of it. Um, he didn't speak in a foreign language unless medical jargon is a foreign language. Um, I don't think, I think by now everyone understands COVID-19, um, yeah, and other medical, medical terms. So maybe that, that was okay. Um, but, but here's the biggest one that I, that I felt he failed at. And that is he was partisan. I mean, he was so very partisan, um, that it was, was, um, I think beyond, beyond, beyond even what, what, what president Biden, what you would expect from a, a Democratic president or from a, a Republican senator. Yeah, I would agree uh, that it was very much a, um, the, what my take is on COVID is basically the the only take. There can't be any disagreement with what I have come, because I, I think you did mention this. I am a medical professional. I am a scientist. I can't believe why people didn't follow my lead on, on COVID or didn't challenge me uh, on that. So that it was very much a, that way it was uh, partisan, my way or the highway. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm not saying that it was partisan politically in the sense of he was defending one group over another group. It was the, the, the fact that he was defending himself over everyone else. And, and, oh, and he did mention, you know, um, our, our previous president, President Trump, and how dare he, you know, make the decisions he did outside of his advice. Um, so, yes, I would say very, very partisan. Um, the final thing about his his entire speech that I found it it brought up something interesting, a point interesting, although I did find it empty, but it was interesting point. And he left with these words, um, and the words that he he finally closed everything with. And I don't know if you caught it or or you thought it was his highlighting. He left with these words. He says, "Find because he had mentioned how life isn't worth living unless you can have some laughter." unless there's some good things in there. And so he left with these words. He says, find your own joy and embrace it. And, okay, so I didn't find that necessarily to be inspiring, but I did find it to be interesting because throughout his entire commencement speech, he never once gave any indication of where that joy could be. Um, out of his entire in, in commencement speech, he never he, he never gave reason to be joyful. That's because there's no joy in science. I've known that for a while. That's why I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a cold, hard, calculating... This is... Uh, this is and, and it could be an example of him not being in his lane where he's not a motivational speaker and... He's had to try to sell his side of COVID and say this is where we should go. So he has kind of ventured into the the arena of persuasion. So it's not beyond him to say things like, um, I, "I find your joy." Or he's trying to persuade you to. I I took it as he was trying to leave it on a positive note because most of it was a downer because uh, right. pandemic is a a. How can you how can you pull that off and say, oh, we're going through the pandemic. It's a joyful time, and this is a, such a great time to be alive uh, when so many people are dying. Well, and and I definitely don't find joy in people dying, but I do find joy in the pandemic in the sense that that you know how how amazing could he have have twisted that and said, and, and granted, this is my this is my biblical Christ centered side coming out, but the family has been able to gather around devotions. The family has been able to gather around church, even if it's been streamed to them. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the times we've said to the Lord, we pray, we pray, we pray that we had more time to read the Bible. He gave us time. He gave us own, almost a, an entire year's worth of time to, to get into his word, uh, unadulterated from any other <laughs> things right. in the world that we had to worry about. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's so many blessings that came even and I, I'm, I'm not downplaying the, the other side of it. Right. Um. But there were so many other blessings that that could have been highlighted to say, even through it all, here are markers of joy, um, that that we can embrace and laugh about and 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 cherish. And it just it left me kind of bewildered. I understand he wanted to leave it on a high note, but there was like no signpost, in throughout the entire thing that 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 would guide me to say. <laughs> 
Yeah, he did like say things like "we'll be better for it," and it's like, well, there wasn't any reason why we would be better for it. Uh, right. Only, and the only thing by implication is we'll be better because we listen to you. That will be better, and that's that just is not that rubs me the wrong way. Right. Well, and then that that goes back to the highlight of the new normal, right? Um, that you're going to be shaping the new normal, or we'll just go back to the old normal and actually interact with people, and talk with them right and we'll, we'll appreciate that we've got new science and we've got uh, yeah. the new medical treatments that came out of it um but we'll go back why why wouldn't we go back to well it's because but but we will go back because people are social creatures mm-hmm. and and people need to to be together um i like i said i'm, I'm not going to try to beat a beat a dead horse in the sense of let's keep talking about uh, failures in these commencement speeches um that particular one i thought was the worst that i that i had the opportunity to per, to per, yeah. per bruise yeah and dear listener there might be worse ones on the horizon so as you're <laughs> as you're listening to these i hope this podcast is a benefit to you yeah i i and and also i think ultimately what i want to leave the listeners with um is the fact that if if we want to if you want to leave our students with something if you want to leave your graduate with something and they're you know you may in your life have a graduate a grandchild or a child who's graduating um from a secular school or graduating from one of the local high schools the public school and that's that's not a bad thing that's a very wonderful thing they they went through a ton of effort to get to that point and and they should be richly rewarded and and be praised but maybe as the christian you are take take the minute to say what needs to be spoken and said because they're not going to hear it from their commencement speakers and and share with them that their joy is going to come from someone who transcends time and transcends the now and transcends the the moment that you're having and is going to be there when they start their family and is going to be there when they get uh, into the troubles of life and, and the troubles of managing budgets and is going to be there when their kids reach that point and they're going to be there for their kids and grandkids and then at the end of their life is is going to be the one who will welcome them into something far greater, right? More sand, far more sand for them to be able to to have an eternity of a life with him. Um, and And dear listener, you know, you may be that only voice that shares Jesus with that particular person, your cherished loved one. You may be the only one during that confirmation Sunday, confirmation Saturday, or not confirmation, but a graduation Sunday, graduation Saturday, whenever it's going to be, that's going to tell them this is this is the most important thing, and and stick stick close to him. So, um, my my advice to you is is be the bearer of that good news. Um, make that the commencement speech that you get to give, and uh, that'll be the one they remember. Mm-hmm.